RX Security has over 30 years experience printing tamper-resistant prescription pads and EHR paper that is Medicaid and state compliant. To prescribe safely, visit rxsecurity.com. That's rxsecurity.com. This podcast was sponsored by Mutual Insurance Company of Arizona. Mike is the select provider of medical professional liability coverage for the Maricopa County Medical Society. For more information about MICA, call 602-956-5276 or visit www.mica-insurance.com. Hello, this is Dr. Ann Maiden. I'm a board-certified pediatrician that has been practicing for almost 10 years. I have worked at a federally qualified health center and more recently through different telemedicine platforms. I'm also the Vice Chair of Pediatrics at Midwestern University's Arizona College of Osteopathic Medicine, and I'd like to welcome you to the Arizona Physician Podcast. Take care and enjoy. Moving forward, you really need to address getting a HIPAA-compliant platform so that after they um, release the public health emergency and we're no longer in this pandemic, that you're not going to have liability restrictions. Hi, and welcome to the Arizona Physician Podcast. My name is John McElligot, your host for today's episode, and we're joined today by Sue Jones of MICA. Sue Jones is a senior risk management consultant. She's worked in the healthcare field for over 20 years as a healthcare risk management patient safety specialist, researcher, and educator. She has garnered extensive experience as a clinical risk manager for hospitals and trauma centers and managed a 12 physician outpatient pediatric and adolescent practice. She helped train the practice staff in instituting and operating an electronic medical record. She earned a bachelor's degree from Temple University and obtained her nursing license. Sue also holds a certificate in paralegal studies, obtained her Six Sigma training, attended the Team Steps Master Trainer course, and received Candor training. She's a certified professional in healthcare risk management and is a member of the American Society of Healthcare Risk Managers and the Arizona Society of Healthcare Risk Managers. Sue, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, John. We want to talk about a bunch of topics that relate to Micah's work. And uh, the first question I have for you, Sue, is quickly into this COVID-19 pandemic, which still continues today, and and SARS-CoV-2 may have been around for for several years. Physicians had to choose a telemedicine platform, and they learned that whatever system their practice uh, or hospital had already selected is probably what they were going to adopt, uh, unless they were in private practice where they were calling the shots about um, selecting that platform. How would you describe the current telemedicine marketplace? For example, are there just a few large players who lead the, the way and, and those options that are available to doctors? Or are there hundreds of smaller platforms available? That's a good question, John. I would have to say that it's all over the place right now. Some of the big players like Teladoc and Amwell, which are nationwide, basically, uh, software platforms, are telemedicine companies that have been around for a while, and they've also seen huge increases in their platform usage. Whereas many of the offices that MICA insures have either signed on with the telemedicine platform like DoxyMe, or currently using third-party tools for telemedicine, such as Apple FaceTime, Facebook Messenger, Zoom, Skype, which may not necessarily be HIPAA compliant, but are allowed for use during this pandemic in order to allow the clinicians to facilitate virtual care to keep their patients and their practice staff safe by physical distancing. Note though, public facing applications like Facebook Live, Twitch and TikTok um, are not allowed to be used for telehealth services. So like I said, I think it's pretty much all over the place right now. 
So that's a really good point about HIPAA compliance. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But before we go into what is HIPAA compliant for telemedicine, could you please remind listeners what HIPAA really means and why it matters? Sure. HIPAA, which stands for the Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act, is a federal law that required the creation of the national standards to protect patient health information from being disclosed without the patient's consent or knowledge. Therefore, healthcare providers that seek privacy protections for telehealth while using video communication products should provide such services through technology vendors that are HIPAA compliant and that they will enter into a HIPAA business associate agreement, otherwise known as a BAA, in connection with the provision of their video communication products. Sue, I would have thought that all telemedicine platforms were HIPAA compliant, and maybe that's the case with platforms that are actually designed for telemedicine or telehealth. Is that not true? And I, you know, I guess during this pandemic, we created a whole bunch of alternatives that were approved for emergency use, essentially, like FaceTime and, it's, uh, and other platforms. So which ones are HIPAA compliant and which ones are not? Well, there's really no such thing as HIPAA compliance, um, you know, by definition. Um, let me try to explain this. Not all telemedicine platforms are HIPAA compliant. So it would behoove the listener to make sure that if they are and plan to continue to use a telemedicine platform once this pandemic is over um, and the pe- public health emergency is lifted, that they are using what we technically call a HIPAA compliant telemedicine platform. Um, having said that, there's, you know, the Office of Inspector General, uh, the Health um, and Human Services Secretary Office, don't vet um, particular vendor platforms as being HIPAA client versus say, what we're saying is that to be HIPAA compliant, they need to sign a business associate agreement, basically stating that while they're housing that information on their platform, they're going to protect patient health information from disclosure. And that also that they will make sure that that they are using the the things that are currently allowed to be used. And like I said, there's really no vetting going on by the Office of Inspector General or the Health and Human Services Secretary's Office. Um, But if they're doing these things by protecting the patient's health information while they're housing that information, they're supposedly considered HIPAA compliant. And they would have the administrative, the technical, and the physical standards in place to protect that information. Okay, great. Folks, you've been listening to an episode of the Arizona Physician Podcast. Our guest today is Sue Jones of MICA. When we come back, we'll talk with Sue about how physicians can choose between different telemedicine platforms and how that relates to HIPAA and many other topics. We'll be right back. This podcast was sponsored by Mutual Insurance Company of Arizona, the select provider of medical professional liability coverage for the Maricopa County Medical Society. As a physician-led mutual, MICA has been Arizona's choice for medical professional liability insurance for nearly 45 years. We provide value to members with superior claims handling and exceptional risk management programs. Call us today for a quote or visit our website to learn more about MICA's premium coverage options and outstanding service. 602-956-5276 or www.mica-insurance.com. Bureau of Medical Economics has been servicing the account collection needs of the medical community since 1951, with nearly 70 years of experience in this industry and proven results. We proudly consider our clients, your practice, an invaluable business partner. There is no obligation and no upfront cost. Please give us a call at 602-252-3469 for more information. Welcome back to the Arizona Physician Podcast with our guest, Sue Jones of MICA. Sue, let's dive a little bit more deeply into um, 
how physicians can choose between platforms. Are there independent sources, for example, that are comparing and contrasting telemedicine platforms, especially when it relates to HIP compliance? That's a really good question, John. And when you posed that to me earlier, I actually did an internet search and did come across a few companies. Um, a couple of them are Software Advice, TechRadar, and Captera. Uh, the claim that they do independent reviews of telemedicine platforms. Although I'm not aware of any regulatory bodies that are doing independent reviews, like I said earlier about the OIG and HHS, um, but these are companies that are out there claiming on the internet that they will do an independent review of telemedicine platforms. Um, but again, the OCR does not endorse, certify, or vet any of these platforms. Yeah, that, that's really helpful to hear because that kind of gets into the next question that I had in mind of, are there really independent reviews of telemedicine platforms? And there may be organizations, which I've come across, which say that they're doing reviews, but then I think they're also sponsored by some of the very telemedicine platforms that they're reviewing. So I'm not sure how independent they really are, but what have you found online? That, that I would have to agree with that statement, John. Um, like I said, these people are out there claiming that they're doing it and they're pretty extensive in their, their vetting of these um, software platforms. But like I said, you know, who actually is the owner of these companies, we, you know, is, is we don't really know. So we don't know if it's maybe Amwell or Teladoc that's actually putting these companies out there saying, you know, they're vending, vetting these programs and these software platforms. Yeah. But again, there's industry, no regulatory body. Yeah, exactly. And it's an industry that just changes uh, dramatically. I mean, it, explosion over this last uh, year or two has been dramatic, especially during the pandemic. Um, so my last question for you is, how can the MICA Risk Management Services Department help physicians to navigate telemedicine? What services do you offer? Uh, MICA has a wealth of information on telemedicine on our website, which is www.mica-insurance.com. We have information in the form of webinars, podcasts, and written material. Additionally, for the MICA insurance clinician, they are welcome to call our risk management hotline any day, Monday through Friday, 830 to 5 for additional guidance. And that number is 1-800-705-0538. And we're happy to help them with any questions that they have. Sue, thank you very much. Um, I want to throw in, uh, if we can, just uh, any parting advice for physicians. Like, do you think that the, the world, the industry of telemedicine over the next year or so is going to shift one way or the other? Are there going to be maybe consolidation in the field of telemedicine for, for physicians? Or do you think there'll be greater clarity as we come out the, the other end of, of most of the pandemic cases for telemedicine? Well, I think the big thing that happened in Arizona recently was the, um, the bill that uh, Governor Ducey had just signed into uh, place. I think it's Bill 2454, which really expands the use of telemedicine moving forward through the pandemic and so there will still be, you know, parity paying um, for using telemedicine, just as it would be an in-person visit. But probably the most important thing we would have to say to the clinicians out there is that if you're not using something that's HIPAA compliant at this point in time, moving forward, you really need to address getting a HIPAA compliant platform so that after the, what they um, release the public health emergency and we're no longer in this pandemic, that you're not going to have uh, liability restrictions based on using a platform that's currently being allowed during the public health emergency that may not be HIPAA compliant. That's probably the biggest piece of advice we could put out there right now. Sue Jones, Senior Risk Management Consultant for MICA. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me, John. Founded in 1892, 
Maricopa County Medical Society is a strong, collective physician voice. Thank you for listening to the Arizona Physician Podcast.